Hi everybody to one more episode of my mountaineering series. Um, today, as I mentioned uh, in the previous episode, I thought about telling you a little bit about my last climb of uh, Mount Washington and what went wrong. So um, even though I summited, uh, it was not, um, it was by far, right, a perfect climb or uh, even an ideal climb or a good experience. Uh, it was not fun. So I thought about just describing sort of um, what happened and then put this into perspective in terms of the fitness um, that I talked about in the last two episodes and then sort of the whole planning and decision making which I plan on covering in a little bit greater detail in the following episode. So um, let me just tell you what happened, right? So it was my second climb to Mount Washington. My first one was not successful in, in the sense that I did not reach the summit. So I tried again a few uh, month and a half later. Uh, it was still winter, so the conditions were pretty, pretty harsh. Not as cold as February, but um, it was um, it was April, early April, April third or fourth. Um, so it's pre still pretty cold. Wind chills in the minus twenty um, Fahrenheit. Um, you know, again, not as bad as February, but conditions were challenging. So same guide from before and again just to remind you this guide is a guy who is 61 years old he's been climbing professionally for many years he also climbed the seven summits right including Everest of course and all the other peaks in the seven continents so it's a guy with a ton of experience right who does this in you know he climbs Mount Washington at least a couple times a week Right. Um, so that was my guide. And for the second time, so I already knew him. And uh, we said, OK, let's do this again. We agreed uh, to meet at the base lodge at a little bit before seven. So the plan was we're going to, you know, start uh, climbing at seven so we can reach the summit in about four to five hours and then come down, you know, right after lunch. Um, what happened was we, so that was the, sort of the first uh, initial challenge was this, the winds on Mount Washington, especially above the tree line, were very strong. And at the summit, they were peaking at 125 miles per hour. There was also... Um, uh, uh, elevated chance of avalanche because they, there was an avalanche earlier um, in the day, uh, even before 7 a.m., right? At around 5 a.m., I think. So there was report of uh, elevated risk of avalanche and the winds were just, you know, incredible, right? Um, Mount Washington, as I said, it is the, the deadliest mountain in North America, uh, is actually ranks up there with uh, with the Himalaya peaks in terms of number of um, fatalities, and it is considered to be the worst weather, whatever that means, on Earth, right? So uh, because of those winds, because of the 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 overall conditions, uh, snow wise and temperature wise, of course. So we kept pushing our start 
um, to from 7 a.m. We ended up pushing it by about three hours. So by the time we left the base, um, Lodge was about 10 a.m. And we paced ourselves very slowly. So there was a small window that we believe to be around 3 p.m. Uh, for a couple of hours where the winds are going to drop from 125 mile per hour winds to down to 70, 60 to 70 miles per hour. And that's about 100 kilometers per hour. So, you know, it's doable, right? You still have to hold, um, but it's it's doable. It's not like hurricane, you know, three category three kind of wind force. So we timed ourselves. The first piece of the the climb was relatively fine. There is some slight, you know, more technical um, parts of the climb, especially in the route that we chose, which was okay, all good. Fitness was good. I was pushing hard, um, and then you know we stopped just a couple times, right, right at the tree line, um, and uh, we had kind of a you know our late lunch. There it was about already 2 to 3 p.m. So we had a significant way ahead of us. We're talking about, you know, nearly 2,000 feet um, still to, to reach the summit. So we're already behind our original schedule, um, even with the three-hour delay due to the winds. But we kept going. Um, again, feeling good all the way up until when we were about, about a thousand feet from the summit is when I noticed that sort of my I, I became very exhausted and I slow down even further to complicate things there is a part there the that is very rocky and and something that I do not have the skill sets uh, you know with the crampons on um, two and a half inch crampons and Mostly rocks, not really ice or snow, um, to grip those uh, crampons on. It became very challenging, so I slowed down even further. And that, according to my assessment, right, um, that part of the the climb, the last really, you know, eight hundred to thousand feet, um, because it required so much, right, of uh, you know strength. Uh, and, and, and me and attention, what happened is I, I really consumed the rest of the reserves that I had. And if you, if you listen to the previous two episodes, I wasn't burning fat. I was really burning carbs at that point. Um, so easily, it took me more than an hour, uh, mostly burning carbs, which I was doing fine up, up till that point, um, feeling really strong and just kept pushing. But when it got to that section, because I lacked the skills, right, I had to, um, you know, really work way, way harder than I needed to, just to go up, and that pretty much exhausted all my carbs. So I had that reserve, in, and I went to into the anaerobic zone, and again, now I understand this. I did not, and I didn't even know about it. But the point is. By the time we made it to the summit, it was about 5.30 p.m. Sun was coming down. Sunset was scheduled to be at 7. So we had an hour and a half to pretty much go back to the tree line where we would be safe because the wind was picking up again from 70 miles per hour. It was forecasted to go above 100. 
So, and that was the biggest problem. So you compound, you know, my lack of energy uh, with the lack of ability to actually now to go down with crampons through that rocky section with the fact that I had less than half of the time that I used to go up, I had to go down. Otherwise, it was going to get dark and the wind was picking up and the temperature was dropping. So put everything together, it was not fun. Uh, it was actually very dangerous. We were the last two people on the mountain. Uh, you know, the last group, you know, pretty much was coming down when we were like 500 feet from the summit. So they were at least right three hours ahead of us down the mountain. So there was nobody there, no rescue in Mount Washington in the winter. So no roads, no, definitely no helicopter in the dark or, so you'll be very, very bad. Um, so going down that part, and we made it by the way, uh, this is, there's a little bit of a happy ending to this story. Otherwise I wouldn't be here telling the story, but we barely, I barely made it, right? So in an hour and a half, right before sunset, we were able to reach the tree line and then and then I was just begging, begging to stop. A couple things that also happened on the way up and on the way down for about four and a half hours in total. Um, we did not even stop at the summit to rest for two minutes, right? Or to get a drink. He became, my guy became so concerned. It's like, we don't have time now, we gotta go back. I'm like, okay, but I need to at least hydrate. So we didn't have time to stop and pull the drink from the bag because, again, it was extremely cold, so the drinks were not easily accessible. Otherwise, it was just frozen. So, and he's like, no, 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 we do not have time for this. We have to use every minute that we have to get down to safety or to a safer region under the tree line because the wind is picking up, the temperature is dropping, it's going to get dark. This rocky section is very difficult with sunlight, with just our lights, right, um, with the headlights, will be probably catastrophic, right? We're going to twist an ankle, we're going to break a leg, something bad's going to happen. So for four and a half hours, um, I did not have that, that extra boost of energy that I could have, perhaps, uh, and definitely no drink. So I was dehydrated by the time we made it down to the tree, you know, and it became dark. So that was sort of the, the most challenging part. And now I'm, I'm thinking, okay, what did I do wrong, right? But I still had about four and a half hours ahead of me um, to actually get out of the mountain. And again, nobody else was around. It was just us. So we turned on our headlamps, uh, headlamps and um, we kept going. We actually took another route because in the evening, there's a winter, there are a couple of winter routes going down Mount Washington, and there is a summer route. Well, the reason the summer route uh, is there is because, well, it's for the summer when there's no snow. Um, however, it was shorter. Um, take it back. It was longer, <laughs> not shorter, right? The winter route is shorter, but it's way more inclined, and we needed ropes for certain sections to go down. At night, with my lack of energy or absolute fatigue, it would not work. So we decided, my guy decided, let's take the summer route. It is a bit longer, but it's less inclined and will require less technical skills. We did that. The problem again is the summer route, well, it's for summer only. 
and there is a risk of avalanche. So we had that on top of the the longer part and being at night already. Uh, you know, we had to watch out, and there were several several um, parts of that trail that had a significant risk of avalanche, and I could see them. Um, again, long story short, after four and a half hours, we finally made it. Um, and my pace kept slowing down, slowing down, slowing down. I literally had no more energy left, even though we stopped a couple of times uh, after, again, we reached a tree line and then two, two hours in, we stopped again. I got some more, you know, food in my system, didn't do anything for me, really. Uh, and, uh, you know, the Gatorade didn't do anything for me. And I kept just, you know, going slower, slower, slower. We left, we exit the mountain at about 10, 15 p.m. Uh, again, I was completely exhausted and I really didn't even, couldn't think straight. Now, uh, and here I am doing it again. You know, it took me about a day, um, you know, and then that was Saturday. And then, you know, after I woke up next day, near the mountain, because I, you know, I had this motel, uh, I stayed at this motel, um, and I'm like thinking to myself, and driving back home, it's about a five-hour drive, I was thinking, okay, do I even want to do this again, right, it was a miserable experience, not fun at all, I could have died, um, it's not the first time I could have died in, in my activities, but, you know, it's never fun, no matter what people say. Uh, and I said, okay, this is maybe not what I want. But then on Monday, I decided, no, I'm going to actually do this right. Uh, and, and this is what I'm talking about in this series, right? The fitness, the training, the equipment, the, the mental uh, readiness for it, the planning, you know, how to pick the right partner, the right guide and company to help you with it. So a couple of things in, in summary, right? When I when in hindsight, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. But what did go wrong, right? So I asked this question myself. Um, and uh, first of all, my fitness level was not where it should be, right? So I, at some point, yes, I started really strong and I was good and I was in the right zone. I did not have the proper training uh, because it was nearly a month and a half before or after my first climbed Mount Washington when I just increased a little bit of cardio, right, with a bike. That's what I did. I said, okay, it feels good now. Should be ready. I was not at the level I should have been. That's the first thing. I did not manage properly how I was going through the more um, the the more difficult parts of the, the 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 climb, right? Especially the rocky part towards the the summit. So I did not use my energy efficiently. That was my second mistake. So I wasn't ready. I did not use it efficiently when I should have in the certain areas and parts of the climb. Three, uh, still on the fitness part, when I was coming down, I kept slowing down further and further because my knees were killing me. So I did not have the right muscle uh, you know, muscle strained and muscle endurance on my legs and core to be able to support me going down for so many hours. So I was, it was just extremely painful. And I was going again, every time I was going slower and slower and slower. 
Um, so that was the third part of the fitness uh, or lack thereof. And, um, and then it comes sort of a, a little bit together with, uh, with fitness, but the, the ability to stop and rehydrate and even put some carbs early on in my system when I realized that I was actually running out of fuel. Also, uh, a little bit of a planning mistake, but also, you know, depending on the fitness level that you are, you may require that way sooner than, than you, you think. So those are like sort of the, the first four mistakes that uh, when I anal- analyze my, my climb and the failure, even though, again, I reached the summit, doesn't mean anything, right? It was super hard to actually come down alive. Um, so I, I needed to improve those. And there's also the planning part. Think about it. My guide being this alien of a climber, right? As again, he climbed the seven summits. He does this for a living. He does this multiple times, only that mountain per week. Uh, He was just pulling ahead, right? And I get it. He didn't want me to stop. But again, his level, it was so, so uh, much higher than mine, fitness-wise and, of course, experience-wise, that it was actually not beneficial. That's my conclusion, right? I needed somebody um, that it was not such a superhero in climbing, right? To to be able to kind of understand a little bit better what I was going through. So again, picking your, your guide according to what you're trying to do and your expertise and your fitness level and where you are and your knowledge is super important. And I think I uh, he was not the best for me in that mountain, in that day, with those conditions, right? It was not a good choice. Um, Also, the planning, it was flawed, right? Because if I took three hours to get to that, you know, from the tree line to the summit going up, how can I come down in this very technical part in half of the time, completely exhausted? So that did not help, right? So the planning was wrong. In hindsight, again, it's easy, right? He should have said, let's turn around now because you're not going to make the summit today, which will be totally fine with me. Like we did the first climb a month and a half before that one. He actually told me, like, look, you cannot make the summit. And I was like, yeah, I agree. The conditions were too tough, but I, even if they weren't, I was not, gonna, I was not ready. And we turned around. This time, it was the opposite, right? He kept pushing, let's go, let's go, let's go. You can do it, you can do it. And I thought, well, maybe I can do it, right? He's saying I can do it. Again, bad planning, bad decision-making, right? Almost, you know, meant that I was supposedly still in the mountain today because, you know, I I was just not going to go through. So now imagine if, you know, through that exhaustion coming down, I could not control really well my legs i didn't trust my body um and uh, i had this uh, neuro um motor um fatigue as well right so i'm like okay the chances of again twisting an ankle breaking a leg falling it was just you know five six you know ten times bigger than when i was going up Or if I was just going down, but under different circumstances. So I was completely fatigued. So you you compound all those risks. And it was really lucky that we came came out of the mountain alive, especially me, uh, and in one piece. 
Okay, it was just luck. So again, after that, I started looking at things differently. I said, I still want to do it. I want to get better at this. And these are my main mistakes, um, you know, and I try to just, uh, you know, lay them out for you guys. So if you embark on something like that, you're not going to make the same mistakes. And now I hope I tied the sort of the fitness and the importance of it and how it should be done with the planning and decision making, which I plan to cover on the other episode with a real example, right? Uh, and not very uh, cool example of, uh, you know, a great climb when, you know, we went there in the winter and we, you know, we came down and we were celebrating. No, it wasn't like that. It was actually very painful and not fun at all. Um, but again, put everything into perspective, learn, try again and get better. So thank you very much until the next episode.